helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Welcome to the Life Transformation Show. I'm your co-host, Denise Hart, and today we have a fascinating topic to discuss. Ezekiel, a case study in trauma recovery. If you're new to this show, we're on the air every Monday morning at 9.30. You can find out more about us at elimcounselingministry.com. Joining me today, as usual, is Michael Hart. Welcome, Michael. Thank you, Denise. I'm so excited to dive into this intriguing case study. Ezekiel's journey offers valuable insights into post-traumatic growth and resilience. So we're going to be talking about the story of Ezekiel today in a way that's unique, and we're going to be using examples that's found throughout the book of Ezekiel to help you with whatever you're going through in your trauma journey. And so as we go through this today, you may want to have your Bible handy or your cell phone where you can look up these references that we are going to be giving. And again, it doesn't matter the kind of trauma that you're faced with, we are going to be giving you practical insights from the book of Ezekiel to help you recover. Absolutely, Michael. So let's start by getting to know Ezekiel. Who exactly was he? Ezekiel was a priest and a prophet in ancient Israel during the 6th century BCE. Ezekiel is best known for the biblical book that bears his name. Before the Babylonians invaded and destroyed Jerusalem in 586 BCE, Ezekiel served as a priest in the city. However, Ezekiel was taken captive and exiled to Babylon along with many other Israelites. So you can imagine this man, a priest who is serving God, who is living according to God's principles. He didn't do anything wrong. But because of the sins of his people, Ezekiel was himself taken into captivity. You can imagine that this may have created bitterness in some people if they are feeling, why do I have to suffer like this? I didn't do anything wrong. But despite this, Ezekiel rebounded from the trauma that he suffered. And when we talk about trauma, Ezekiel saw many brutal things as the Babylonian Babylonian invaded his country and took his countrymen and himself into captivity. But despite the brutalities of the killings that he saw, and maybe he lost friends and relatives in 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 this battle. But regardless of that, Ezekiel was able to overcome his challenges. Oh, that's a challenging start to his story, Michael. How did Ezekiel cope with this traumatic experience? Well, I think one of the things that we see, then he says, we go through the book of Ezekiel, is that Ezekiel had hope. Despite what happened, he never stopped believing that there was a bright future coming. So, 
Hope is crucial. It plays a crucial role in promoting well-being, resilience, and a sense of purpose. Of course, his expectation of a desirable outcome was rooted in his deep faith in God and not in any internal strength or belief in his own capabilities. In other words, Ezekiel maintained hope despite the brutalities he had seen and the the dire situations that he lived in in exile because he had a deep faith in God. So what are some of the examples in this book of Ezekiel that shows that Ezekiel maintained hope? That's a very good question, Denise. I think yeah, we should get into some of the specifics here because I did talk about the the listeners' t- taking out their Bibles or their cell phones so that they can look up some of these references. So one of the first thing that things that come to mind is that Ezekiel prophesied about a return. Can you just imagine this? He's in exile. He's seen people dying. He's been treated in the most brutal way. And despite all of that, he's able to foresee a time when he would be back in his homeland. And that is found in Ezekiel 36, 24 to 28. In Ezekiel 37, 1 to 14, we have that famous passage about the valley of dry bones. And in that vision of the dry bones coming back to life, Ezekiel is having hope that despite what looks like death, there is going to come a resurrection. And the third example of hope is found in Ezekiel 34, 11 to 16, where he saw God has been caring and compassionate. And this is one of the places that we get stuck when we're going through hard times. We can tend to, to, see hard times as God abandoning abandoning us. But Ezekiel didn't see God as abandoning his himself or his people. He saw God as caring and compassionate. And I think this is one of the things that gave him hope that there was a better day coming. And it doesn't matter what you are going through. It doesn't matter how dire your situation is today. You can have the same hope in God that one day you're going to get through your trauma. One day things are going to be better. And I think this is the starting point to trauma recovery, having a sense of hope that your your traumatic situation is not permanent. The effects of your trauma doesn't have to be your life story. Whatever it is that you're going through, there is a brighter day coming. Those are great scriptures to reflect on, Michael, uh, concerning hope. So, What does psychological research say about the effects of hope on well-being? Yes, I'd love to get into that. Some studies have shown that hope is associated with greater psychological well-being, increased life satisfaction, and better coping strategies. One research found that individuals with high levels of hope are more likely to navigate challenges, maintain motivation, and experience 
positive emotions, even in difficult circumstances. And that makes a lot of sense because if you don't have hope, the tendency is to go to despair and to feel as if there is no sense in keeping, in, 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 in trying to overcome your situation. And this is a self-fulfilling prophecy that leads to people falling apart and, and, and giving in to their challenging situation. So hope is that thing that keeps us afloat, even in the most trying of circumstances. That's quite fascinating, Michael. Can you provide some examples of how hope is discussed in the New Testament? Yes, the, the New Testament is a good place for us to go because I think there are so many references there, but I'll just point to, to one in specific. And it's where the Apostle Paul uh, speak of hope in Romans 15, verse 13, where Paul writes, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This verse is highlighting the role that God plays in, in, in having hope and giving us this ability to be transformed and rise above the challenges in life. So let's get back to the book of Ezekiel. One of the things we see in this book is a lot of symbolic expression. Does this play a role in Ezekiel's recovery and how it how is it relevant to people who are suffering from trauma today? That's a very good question. Many people get confused by the symbols that are found in the book of Ezekiel. There are many strange visions and symbolic things that are expressed there in the book of Ezekiel. But I believe this symbolic expression that is found in the book of Ezekiel can be looked at from a psychological perspective as a psychological tool that enabled him to cope. Research has shown that that using uh, symbols get, enables individuals to communicate and to process complex emotions and experiences. And by externalizing and representing inner thoughts and feelings through symbols, we can gain a sense of control and we can have emotional release as a result of using symbols. Interesting fact about uh, symbolic expression, Michael. Are there any notable psychological researchers who have explored the power of symbolism? Yes, Carl Jung comes to mind. Carl Jung used the Bible in many of his writings, and his father was a pastor. And Carl Jung proposed that symbols act as a bridge between the conscious and the unconscious mind. And he said that this allows individuals to access and to integrate deeper aspects of their psyche. Symbolic expression helps individuals to explore and to make meaning of their experiences. And as a result of that, by using symbols, as a result of that, you are pro 
You are promoting self-awareness, emotional processing, and giving yourself an, an opportunity for personal growth. So Ezekiel's use of symbolism helped him navigate his emotional journey. What impact did it have on him? Ezekiel's use of symbol, symbolic expression allowed him to engage with and to convey his complex inner emotions and experiences related to the destruction of Jerusalem and the fate of his people. You can just imagine the flood of emotions that he must have been feeling. And when we suffer traumatic experiences, the flood of those emotions, and emotions can be so complex that we fall apart but by using symbols, he's able to express and to convey what is going on in his emotions. Michael will be right back. You have been listening to the Life Transformation Show, where award-winning psychotherapist Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services has been doing a case study in trauma recovery from the book of Ezekiel. You can find out more about us at elimcounselingministry.com or by calling 1-877-204-2914, where you can also make a donation to this Christ-centered ministry. Your donations help us to stay on the air and to provide subsidized counseling to those who can't afford it. Back to Michael. So Ezekiel used symbols, and as a result of this, he found a means to cope with the weight of his message that God has given to him and to engage in the healing process. And as a, a, a psychotherapist who does trauma work, I find that the use of symbol is very effective. Many of the people that I treat using EMDR uh, gets profound result as a result of using symbols to represent their trauma. And I don't have time to go into how that is done. If you'd like to learn more about this or to find out about EMDR, you can go to our website or give me a call. Or send me an email, and I'll be happy to go through that with you. But just to say that symbols are very powerful in dealing with traumatic experiences. So symbolic expression seems to be a powerful coping mechanism. Is it unique to Ezekiel? Or do we find it elsewhere in scripture? Actually, we, we find uh, symbolic experiences or symbolic representations of emotional pain throughout the scripture. One passage that comes to mind is Psalm 42, where the psalmist refers to his suffering as a slimy pit. And he talks about how God lifted him out of that slimy pit. So in other words, the pit represents a place where he's stuck, a place where he himself is incapable of getting out of. And he said that it was God who lifted him out of that slimy pit. Oh, that's such a remarkable example, Michael. The use of symbolism as a coping mechanism appears to be a timeless and universal aspect of human experience. So 
What other insight about trauma recovery can we glean from the life of Ezekiel? Certainly. In, in the book of Ezekiel, we see an important principle of trauma therapy known as traumatic memory processing. And this involves transforming fragmented and overwhelming memories into a coherent narrative. So this allows individuals to make sense of their traumatic experience and to integrate them into their personal history. So this process often helps individual to cope with and to overcome their traumatic experience. Interesting. Before we get into the traumatic uh, memory processing part of your explanation, can you describe how fragmented or overwhelming trauma memory typically manifests themselves in individuals? Certainly. Traumatic memories can resurface in a number of ways. They can resurface as flashbacks where individuals vividly re-experience a traumatic event. They can resurface as nightmares that are related to the trauma. And they can also take the form of intrusive thoughts that keeps disrupting daily functioning. I see. Now, let's get back to Ezekiel. How do we see the principle of traumatic memory processing in these biblical writings? Ezekiel uh, encounters with God and his visions provided him with a unique opportunity to process his traumatic memories. Through these extraordinary experiences that we find in Ezekiel. Earlier on at the start of the show, we talk about these, these strange symbolic visions. So these extraordinary experiences that he's having, through these experiences, he was able to revisit the emotional and cognitive elements associated with the trauma of being in exile. So these references, these symbolic things, we often see them from a a purely spiritual perspective. And of course, they have spiritual meaning. But also, this was a way of Ezekiel representing his trauma. So he's processing his trauma. These symbolic references is also a way of him processing the trauma that he has experienced as someone who is in exile and who witnessed brutality, the brutality of his people. Okay. Give us an example of one of Ezekiel's visions that can be interpreted as trauma memory processing. There are quite a number of them, but one that comes to mind, and he says in Ezekiel 1 verse 1 to 28, where Ezekiel in that passage describes a powerful vision of a divine chariot. And this vision was filled with intense imagery and overwhelming sensations. It transported Ezekiel to a different realm of experience. This is allowing him to explore the depth of his emotions and to confront the pain of loss associated with the exile. 
and the vividness and intensity of the vision acted as a catalyst for processing traumatic memory. And of course, as I said before, I know that these visions are symbolic, but we also have to remember and recognize that these biblical persons, they are human beings just like us. And as he's seeing his trauma in the, in these visions that God is giving him, he's also benefiting from it therapeutically and helping him to cope with the trauma that he has experienced. Fascinating, Michael. So how did these visions and encounters with God empower Ezekiel in his trauma memory processing? So specifically, I think traumatic experiences, first of all, can leave individuals feeling helpless and powerless. However, for Ezekiel, when he got these visions and these divine encounters, this gave him a sense of empowerment. It allowed him to regain a sense of control and purpose, facilitating his ability to process and reframe his traumatic memories. So in my clinical work, I often use imagery as a way of helping clients get the sense that they have control over their trauma. It is not just something that is going to take over their minds and cause them to have panic attacks and to have this sense that they're losing control. And I think these visions that Elijah, sorry, that Ezekiel is having is a way of God giving Ezekiel a sense that he is in control of the traumatic experiences in his life and he doesn't have to be overwhelmed by what he's experiencing. I know a lot of therapists, including trauma therapists, that use letter writing as a way of helping individuals heal from past trauma. So, could the writings of Ezekiel in itself be therapeutic to him while writing in exile? That's a very good question, Denise. And I think the answer to that is yes. Ezekiel's writings and actions reflect a range of emotions. So, so we see emotions like grief in the writings of Ezekiel, anger, and hope. And this suggests the importance of emotional expression and catharsis in psychological well-being, allowing individuals to, to process and to release and, and to release intense emotion. So we find passages like those in Ezekiel 9, 4 to 10, where he's really expressing deep emotions about what he has experienced. Okay, Michael, you use a keyword. Can you explain for the listeners what you mean by catharsis in the context of psychology? That, that's a good observation. I think that's something we should clarify. So catharsis as a psychological concept refers to the release or purification of emotions through expressive means. Researchers suggest that certain forms of expressive catharsis can have positive effects on well-being. For example, engaging in expressive writings. And this is where individuals write about their emotions and experiences that 
that have caused their traumatic their, their traumatic situation and research shows that when you write about your 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 trauma experience that this leads to improve emotional well-being and reduce your level of distress so for example in Ezekiel 9 4 to 10 this portrays a scene where Ezekiel witnessed the destruction of Jerusalem and the punishment of the inhabitants due to their disobedience the passage reflects God reflects Ezekiel's intense emotion and serve as an example of his emotional expression. So if you want to see how to express your emotions about what you have been through, go to that passage in Ezekiel 9, 4 to 10 and read through it because you will see their intense language that is used to express what he's feeling. So what about the opposite of emotional expression? where someone suppresses their emotions. What effect does this have on individuals? That's a good question, Denise, because that's a tendency that most of us have. When we suffer from trauma, we want to bury it and we don't want to talk about it or to write about it and to suppress it. But studies have shown that the suppression or repression of emotions can have negative effects on mental health, leading to increased psychological distress, reduced emotional well-being, and even physical health problems. So we have talked about a number of factors so far that helped Ezekiel to cope. But can you speak more directly about his faith in God and how faith beliefs in general can help those dealing with trauma? That's a very important point for us to touch on, Denise. So spiritual coping is very, very important because a lot of studies have showed showed that when you have a spiritual belief that you cope better with the stresses that you have in life. For example, research done by, by this researcher by the name of Pargamon, he suggests that spiritual coping can serve as a protective factor, buffering the negative effects of stress and promoting psychological resilience. By drawing on spiritual resources, individuals can find meaning, hope, and a sense of pur- purpose even in the face of adversity. And I think that Ezekiel coped because he had this deep faith in God. His spirituality helped him. That's insightful. I'm sure that one of the ways that faith helps us cope is by giving meaning to the trauma and misfortunes that come into our lives. In this regard, I think of Joseph in the book of Genesis, telling his brothers who sold him into slavery that they intended it for evil, but God intended it so that many lives would be saved. Yeah, that's a good point and a very relevant scripture to this. So that's what we call meaning making in psychology, giving new meaning or reframing a bad situation. So meaning making involves constructing and finding meaning in life 
particularly in challenging or uncertain circumstances. So when we give new meaning to situations, we're able to, to overcome in, in a, a more profound way. And according to Viktor Frankl, a Holocaust survivor, he said, finding meaning is a fundamental human motivation and plays a crucial role in resilience and mental health. Thank you, Michael, for these fascinating insights. I'm sure many of our listeners will be going to the book of Ezekiel and reading it again from a new perspective. It was wonderful to be here, Denise, and to cover this important topic. And I hope our listeners can apply some of these principles to their lives as they seek to overcome whatever trauma they're dealing with. And that concludes today's insightful episode of the Life Transformation Show. We hope you found our discussion on the life of Ezekiel as a case study for overcoming trauma, both thought-provoking and inspiring. Remember, Life Transformation airs every Monday morning at 9.30. If you missed any part of today's show, you can find the episode posted on Elim Counseling Services YouTube channel. Just search for Elim Counseling Services Transformation and subscribe to stay updated on all our latest content. We'd also like to take a moment to remind you that Elim Counseling Services is part of a not-for-profit counseling that depends on your support to continue helping individuals, couples, and families in their journey toward healing and transformation. Please consider making a donation. Your contribution will directly impact those seeking support and guidance. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time, this is your co-host, Denise Hart. And Michael Hart, praying together that God would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.